0: Hi everyone. So I was planning on having this podcast episode be part three of my story, The Gates, but I actually decided that this is going to be a bonus mini episode in between my Galactic Awakening session in part two and part three, The Gates because I wanted to cover how I processed what came up in my hypnosis session since I went through a complete identity explosion. Initially, right off the bat, it was definitely a cathartic release. It was a two and a half hour session and I just, I sobbed. (laughs) pretty much the whole time Uh, but that was that was a good thing it was this first crucial step for me of releasing all of these trapped emotions that I was holding inside of my body for so long so that they could finally be freed and so that that heaviness just lifted uh, pretty quickly although I I did have to process a lot of the sadness and the grief and that's okay that just meant that it, it was time to feel it it was finally time to feel it now that I knew what it was I could I could feel it and let it dissolve on its own and I have to mention that uh, the emotional intensity of the session that I had is not really typical of most of these past life sessions that I do. Sadness, grief, heavy topics come up, but also joy and sometimes ecstasy. My my session was definitely on the heavy side, but once it was freed up. It was like I could breathe. I could see clearly. And at the same time, I was also, I was having a bit of an existential crisis. I mentioned that I was totally open to the idea of past lives on other planets. That wasn't a big shock to me. But it was that the building blocks of my identity had just they crumbled. <laughs> they were <laughs> they were lying out on on the floor, and I had I was faced with the choice of how I wanted to reassemble them. I could choose to not believe any of this, or I could accept it. And I chose to accept it. So then what did that mean for me? You know, I had this neat and tidy idea of uh my soul's journey right kind of that I had imagined in my head had this idea of who my soul family was here on earth and what my karma was that I've been working through you know I had this idea in my head that I had actually chosen all of my health issues for my own soul growth but what I had just been shown was that that wasn't the case at all uh so this was a whole other animal that just, it didn't fit neatly into my little tidy belief system. So I had to blow that open and expand how how I thought about my soul's path. I hadn't really considered, well, if, you know, if somebody is karmically not tied to earth if they're actually tied somewhere else and they're just here on earth for a brief stint right because they volunteered for it what 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 does that even mean right so so it actually really expanded uh my my beliefs which which is good it's always good to challenge your beliefs if you if you you feel like your beliefs are so nice and neat and tidy (laughs) then um it's probably time to to challenge yourself and and allow yourself to expand them a little bit so that i mean it opened up a whole can of worms as far as you know what would happen when i leave my earth body why did i volunteer uh Would I spend my next lifetime on Earth again or go back out into the galaxy? If I don't have a home planet to go back to, where am I going to go? You know, so just all these things to explore, which at first was distressing. But uh, now I think it's just is really beautiful um, because there's so much mystery. It helped me uh, embrace the mystery of spirituality, the mystery Of the quantum realm, the mystery of reincarnation, the mystery of our soul's journey. It expanded it. And I would be led further by my cosmic team to some of these answers, which uh, I won't talk about on this particular podcast episode. There are still more questions than answers, but I think think that's a good thing. It also broke open my self-concept. Which is the way that you think about yourself. It's like the conversation you have with yourself about yourself. It felt like this was my fresh start in choosing to believe that this is true. And that I I was essentially, this sounds super hokey, but if I was an extraterrestrial diplomat managing peace throughout the universe, then what the fuck am I doing in this lifetime? <laughs> I had had low self-worth, uh, all as far as I can remember, and a pattern of, you know, settling and playing small and being afraid to take up space in this life and being too much, right, and um, giving too much to others at the expense of my own well-being, which I have spent the past couple years heavily undoing. Uh, but this was just, this is like the um, the last, I don't know what the metaphor is, the last straw. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it was just it, you know, it blew my brain open that no, like absolutely not. I can be whoever and whatever I want because I have been and I am more capable of carrying immense responsibility and doing big things and taking up space and, like, who cares what other people think. That allowed me to release uh, a lot of the pressure I put on myself to be likable and normal. (laughs) It, It was just, it was the end of playing small for me. Um, I, I don't have a single ounce of low self-worth in my body anymore after this session. That, that was my quantum leap uh, that immediately integrated for me. So I, I rebuilt my identity with that from the ground up. And so even though this wasn't totally outside of the realm of what I believed to be possible... My muggle brain was searching for confirmation. And so I was eager to find out more information about my galactic family, the Lyrans. And so in my research, and by the way, there is a ton of information out there. And uh, not all of it comes from sources that um, uh, that I trust I got really good at discernment pretty quickly and um, using my intuition there as well. But what I found was the exact description of this event that I witnessed in my session. And it was from a woman who I now regard highly, she's very talented. Uh, in this field her name is Debbie Solaris and she's a galactic Akashic records reader and so she she doesn't use hypnosis but she does readings for people or she's able to go into the records and read people's galactic lineage uh, which is the this it's out of the scope of this podcast as far as what that all entails um but nevertheless, she described this entire event, event. So I'll link to it in the show notes. So you can read it too, but um, I'll read a snippet in a sec. The, the species that attacked my people and my planet in the Lyra constellation, they were the Draconians. And um, they're kind of dinosaur-like looking you know they're not humanoid they're a type of reptilian species and that explains <laughs> my extreme fear of dinosaurs which sounds like a crazy <laughs> like irrelevant phobia but it all made sense after realizing that this was a past life fear dinosaurs i mean as a kid They haunted my daydreams and my nightmares. Um, But even now, at least, they they still scare the bejesus out of me. I I was at a nursery yesterday looking at fruit trees from my backyard. And there was a big statue of a dinosaur. And I couldn't even look at it. I couldn't look at its face. (laughs) I get severe anxiety um, about dinosaurs. which my childhood friends, they've always given me a ton of shit about this. (laughs) Uh, But back to the Draconian attack on Lyra. Here's the passage that describes the attack. Approximately 572 million years ago in this current timeline, several huge crafts appeared in the sky in the Lyran star system a large ship came out of one of the huge crafts and approached the Lyran planets. Apparently, in the beginning, the Alpha Draconians and the Lyrans were afraid and suspicious of each other. Some say there was a miscommunication or misunderstanding between the Draconians and Lyran humans that caused the wars. But my understanding from the Akashic Records is that the Draconians actually intended on deceiving the Lyrans with the offer of a sort of treaty. In an exchange of the resources from the abundant Lyran planets in return for higher-level advanced technology from Draco, the Draconians knew that the Lyrans were a young race compared to their own anyway, and that their technology was lacking so this would be a very enticing deal for them. The Lyrans, although eager to obtain better technology from the Draconians, wanted to know more about the Draconians before some kind of treaty was agreed upon, and in their naivety, agreed to allow the Draconians to explore their planets in hopes of getting to know the race better. The Draconians took this opportunity to scope out the weak areas and lack of defense systems and the Lyran planets and subsequently subsequently ambushed and annihilated several of 14 planets in the Lyran system as the lyrans were a peaceful race that had previously never knew war violence and deception they were basically defenseless they had no weapons in which to defend themselves it was the attack by the draconians that forced the lyrans to evacuate their survivors from the planets and migrate out of that system and spread out into the galaxy. Whew. so there are a few things if you remember from my first uh, the uh for my hypnosis session mention of the treaty. That's something that I talked about in the session that there was a, a peace treaty and how I, I tried to stop them. Those are my words. I, I tried to stop them, but they wouldn't listen. You know, I had, tr- I had tried to convince the other, you know, Lyrans and the, the Federation that they should not be allowed to come explore the planet and now it's like all the pieces of the puzzle all just came together and it all made sense um and that they wouldn't they wouldn't listen and that's why this happened <laughs> and that's why i felt so much guilt and responsibility because uh it felt and so, some part of it felt like my fault also the part about evacuating the survivors you know, I helped the people escape outward. And yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's heartbreaking to, to, to hear the whole story. And what happened next was that essentially, I'll paraphrase, and I've seen this repeated elsewhere in other texts about this event, that we never got our planet back. And it was basically turned into a uh, mining factory, the planet was. It was stripped uh, of the natural resources. And the people who were left there were killed or enslaved. And the ones who managed to escape, we went out and migrated to other star systems. Elsewhere into other areas and colonized the galaxy based off of this event because we were forced to it helped m- me get closure so that I could move forward and eventually accept that this happened and I can't go back and change it and that's okay and I get to release that in this lifetime. And the only reason I w- was able to actually release that and heal that was because it was unearthed. If it just sat sitting in my subconscious the rest of my life, it, it would follow me certainly into the next lifetime. And so after reading this, it kind of launched me into wanting to learn more. I learned a lot, and I was able to connect with my celestial heritage and my culture. I learned about exopolitics and galactic anthropology and mythology, and it was a huge, huge part of my healing process because I was welcoming this lineage into this lifetime without letting it be my whole identity It helped me feel less alone in this universe. Finding the balance of being grounded as Monet in this lifetime here on Earth, like Earthling Monet, that's my primary purpose. That was the key to me healing this lifetime. Not bypassing this lifetime by choosing to focus on that lifetime or sitting and fretting about whatever lifetime may lie ahead but incorporating my past into who i am right now because there's so much wisdom and strength and power and resilience in who i have been and who i am now because it's all me we don't need to compartmentalize our lifetime so much You can think of it as one long journey broken into many parts, as opposed to these disjointed pieces that don't have any sort of common thread or communication between the others. The thread is the soul, the oversoul, the higher self, right? Those are all ways of saying the spirit of you that lives on through each life. And the pieces don't necessarily communicate with each other until you start blurring the lines between them. And that's when the fun starts. All right, that was my bonus episode on how I processed all of that information, what I did with it. So next, you will hear part three of my healing journey. Which is the gates. I'll see you then.